Welcome to podcast 183 of Five Star Potential, your weekly football manager podcast. I'm Matt, and on this week's pod, I'm joined by Dave, Doop, and Joseph. Welcome back, gentlemen. Hello. Welcome. Hello. Welcome. It's like we haven't been yeah. away. It is yeah. like we haven't <laughs> been away. This is a back to back recording. It, it's not. I no, promise. it's not. You're right. No, no. <laughs> it's like. Yeah. Just making a um, joke. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I've got it now. I'm sorry. Um, well, yeah, after Matt's uh, majestic save-up day, obviously at Bournemouth last week, we've decided to do a U-turn uh, back to Italy to see how we're getting on in the uh, the network save. And we'll also be talking transfer strategy in today's Spotlight as well. Uh, so, gentlemen, it's been two weeks since you last updated us on how things are going in lasagna land, and I'm sure the listeners are keen to know how Dave's coped without Dave and reloading. Hey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> on the last update, you're in the first season. Dave was leading the way with Joe not so far behind. So how has it been going since then, gentlemen? Uh, well, we've actually just now started the third season, so we're on, on hey, average just... Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But on average, we're season a week at the moment, which is pretty good going, I think, especially for a three-man network save. So, um, we're also booked a week off work, by the way. <laughs> Dave, have you done the same? Because me and Joe have booked the same week off work. I'm, so mate, I'm on furlough anyway. It's, I'm on furlough, so it's all Have you not booked good. it off, Joe? Furlough, no perlo. Um <laughs> <laughs> No? It is my birthday week, but I haven't booked it off now. I'll be off on the Monday with you. Good. But now the um, the first season, obviously, yeah, I, had, I think the last time we were recording, I had that little lead at the top. Um, but yeah, I bottled that quite quickly, to be fair. I think it finished, uh, obviously, Joe ended up winning the league. Uh, but I think in the end, he won by three points. So it was quite close. Uh, and for me personally, I, uh, my Milan team won the Europa League as well. So that was quite a big achievement overall. Um, but yeah, I finished, uh, I think it was uh, Joe top. Me second, uh, and Dupe, I finished. Do you just miss out on top four? Yeah, I finished fifth. Um, no, it's open. Yeah, I finished fifth. Um, yeah, I finished fifth. I don't think we need to go into it. Uh, I just didn't, I didn't do very well. Um, didn't have, didn't didn't have, have any money. <laughs> <laughs> Something I haven't heard for at least three hours. <laughs> um, to be fair, I went to the final day. I think I missed out on like a couple of points. Like, I think it literally went down to the last day of the season and results didn't go my way because um, I didn't have someone there to help me. Which would be brilliant when we review season two. I oh, would it. But yeah, that last game of the <laughs> okay. season where someone needed to get in, you know, win to get in Champions League, and their mate helps him out. Yeah, on oh, his birthday. Yeah. I don't about know what that. you're talking about. I know, mate. About that. Selfless. Um, Are we going to address that issue? <clears throat> well, let, let's talk about season two overall first, because I think that, <laughs> in as a whole, it's probably that well out of the two that was the more competitive season because we'd sort of all got our own stamp on our teams we brought in players you know we'd had a full transfer window um uh, i can't remember who i signed last season to be fair um i got i, I had a couple of big sales for, for milan we sold uh teo hernandez who's our left back we got about 60 odd million for him um and just sort of re- reinvested in a, a couple of different players in the squad as well um but i yeah i started i had a Dreadful start, and I think sort of first quarter of the season, I was outside outside the top six. I think, um, but I'll let these two catch up because I'm sure they'll drop in how I somehow managed to finish in the top four miraculously. I think it was just 
put down to hard work and tactical changes. Um, yeah, the season is a marathon, not a sprint, Dave. Yeah, he was he was yeah. virtually there, mate. He was like one yeah, of the Brownlee brothers, the- you know, just picked up at the end and carried over the line. Yeah, <laughs> which is good because literally the season before I was like Paula Radcliffe and just sit myself on the side of the road. So, yeah. you know, it's a bonus there, Dave. Um, it was a really good season last, like the second season. Um, it was relatively not not tight at the top between me and Joe, but it kind of got to it at the end because Joe had a dodgy May, um, which he normally does. To be fair, the last two seasons he's had a dodgy May. Um, and I think it was four or five points you won in the end, Joe, because... It was three points on the final day and I couldn't get you because you got me on head-to-head. And I yeah. played Dave on the... Yeah, so I couldn't win. I couldn't win it because you beat... You already won, you'd already lifted the trophy. Yeah, um, I, won it, I won it on a penultimate game, didn't I? Yeah. Uh, for the second season. Was in the row. Yeah, you did really yeah. well. <laughs> um, it was... I think for a long time you were... You, you hadn't lost a game either, had you? Uh, no, you, I went to, You went unbeaten uh, for a long, long time. 28 games, I think. It was unbeaten. And then, yeah, FM happened is what I'm blaming it on. Nothing to do with me. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, for my side of it, I suppose the end of season one, I had Lautaro Martinez and Romelo Lukaku, Matt. Um, they'd scored 46 goals each. So the biggest wow. thing for me was trying to keep hold of both of them. Um, I was fully expecting Martinez to go because he had like 10 clubs interested in him. But they come in with kind of measly little 60 million offers. He's got 101 million pound release clause. Um, and he didn't end up going anywhere. So I thought, oh, going into season two, this is going to be great. I'm going to have them both of them, you know, another season. They, they should obviously be firing the same. Um, I had, I have Esposito come back in off loan. So I had a good backup there. I sent Pinamonti out on loan just because I didn't think he was doing that great. Um, and still had Eddie Salcedo who, I let out on loan on the last out of transfer window, which came back and bit me in the arse because Martinez got injured. And then the rotation side of it, Lukaku had to just play like every game. And I think he scored he's something ridiculous. In two seasons, he scored 100 goals. Mm. You know, <laughs> it's ridiculous for a striker. I mean, the man is a cheat code. But they're playing really well. I had um, I was interchanging Zaniolo and Alexi Sanchez in the number 10 role. And Sanchez... My God, you know, they should have hired me at Man United because I was getting a tune out of him. He was scoring free kicks. He was everywhere. He was like the link-up man. It's It's been my favourite part of seeing a number 10 playing football manager um, is watching Sanchez, like some of the things he was doing. And then Zaniolo, he's just like the through-ball king. I mean, I put when we're playing the games, we'll just like do a few gifts and that and stick them in. And he's just defence-splitting balls and then you're getting a cutback from your attacking fullback, just squaring it across the box for a tap-in. You know, it's no wonder that Lukaku and Martinez were scoring loads. Um, Martinez, I think he scored 25 goals, played about 30 games in the end because he was injured for quite a while. But yeah, just kind of, I think the, the league, I was all I was in the lead from the beginning, and Dupe kept me kept me honest, you know, right up to the end. I had a, 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 a my unfair share of FM luck, I'm going to call it, um, Dave absolutely hammered me Man United hammered me um, and I was kind of thinking I said to the guys I said if I if I lose this game I guarantee you it goes down to the last game of the season and luckily we won it with one game to go and uh, yeah second season victory again yeah I think it was, um, it was, a, it was a, I mean you say I kept you honest it was very convincing to be fair it, it's it's very difficult to play 
play against a side or, or play alongside a side that their strikers are just banging. You know, you're coming. On, I'm coming off a one nil scrape, and and you look down, and Joe's six nil up, and Lukaku's got seven of them. Do you know what I mean? It's just like your, nuts. Your team scored more goals than me in the league. Hang, I'm just about to get yeah. to that. <laughs> just about to get to that. And like at the start of the season, like I was I was quite far behind. Um, Koulibaly wanted to leave. He asked to go to uh, Barcelona, so I had to get rid of him. Um, Lozano wanted to leave as well. Ospina. We're talking about like pretty good players in, in my Napoli side. So I managed to get Jonathan Tarr in on a, on a quite a cheap deal. I got Weston McKinney in to kind of fit, fit my defence. Uh, I brought Lottie in on a loan deal, which then I've actually made permanent now. Um, and we've kind of just like set up quite a nice little side. But I was expecting just to get top four, just scrape top four. This season, it was more of a just to kind of build the squad that I've got out and then we'll kind of fill it up. And then my right winger got injured and I had no backup right winger. Um, so I'm basically played with two up top, but a little bit asymmetric. And I, as soon as I plugged that in, my striker, my striker just banged goals for fun. Uh, and I think that's kind of what kept me on Joe's tail. Uh, like Joe said, I, I think we scored... I can't remember how many it was. It was, it was like hundred more. It was like 106 and 103 or something like that when it yeah, comes to it was three or four more, but it was just relentless. Um, and it, it was it was a very strong tactic and a very strong system and that just seemed to, to work really well, um, to which we're now playing that this season, obviously. Um, but I managed to get uh, Usman Dembele in on, on a free transfer on actually pretty sensible wages this year. Um, I've managed to get uh, Gwenduzi in on, on cheap wages. Um I've brought in the, uh, a centre-back from Roma. But that's about it, really. Pedro, I've brought in as a backup striker. But as the boys know, I haven't got much money. So I haven't <laughs> spent much at all. You've sort of alluded... Well, each of you have kind of alluded to a few issues that you've come across that I don't think you've seen in the single-player version of the game. But they seem to be manifesting themselves as part of network play. Um, I think Joe has been the main recipient of them as well. Um, with... A variety of match engine glitches from players not marking who they should be marking or marking at all, uh, as well as various other bits and pieces. Um, has that sort of harmed a bit of the enjoyment? Because I know there was a bit of a bit of FM related rage at certain points. It hasn't harmed it. It's just really fucking <coughs> annoying. Um, and I don't, I don't know about the other guys, but it. it I don't know if it's the system I'm playing that when you're playing human v human, because that's the only time it really tends to be, is when you're playing human versus human. And I mean, in the I think it was the first season, Dave. Was it first or second? I can't actually remember. I was playing Dave, and I think we may have alluded to it on the pod before uh, last week. Like, there's literally my my players were teleporting. You're watching the watching the match engine, and they go from like the halfway line to my own box when they're supposed to be defending. It was just such a weird animation that they literally it was just every like every counter attack when it was happening. Yeah. You would have a set piece, and I'm like, oh, here we go. Then we get the ball, and then whoever's your last man or last two defenders just literally like bomb it up the pitch and like as if nobody's there on the ball. So I'm like three players in on goal. So like I was getting my left back Teo Hernandez was on the counter attack and just laying it across the face of goal. So it happened two or three times in the same game, didn't it? And then against against Duke. Like I, I can't remember. I can't remember where we keep talking about this, but he went for this asymmetric front two, and it just like it was. I mean, it was brilliant. The tactics worked absolutely brilliant, and it's of no like no doing of him at all. But something in the match engine, like if you're, he's got two strikers, I'm, I play with a back three. I had two 
centre-half set to man-mark his two strikers. And every goal that he scored, there was like nobody marking his strikers at all. It's like they were just standing in a different part of the pitch. And it's not like I've got shit defenders. You know, I, I think I was playing with Upper Meccano, Bastoni and uh, De Vries at, at the back. So like they're good quality centre-halves. Yet every, every time that he went through, they were like his strikers were just standing free every time. And they're not they're not that good. Like they're evading defenders. It was just it was just animations like that. And it's whether or not it's because I set them to man mark. If I hadn't set them to man mark, would it have would it have done it? Obviously you don't know when you're in the game, but when I played Man United, that was the only time it was weird. I think I, it was two one down on aggregate and then every highlight it was just they scored. They just shoot and they'd score every time. And you're like, hang on, I've just I've been dicking every single team. And then all of a sudden, it's like, no, you're not allowed to win the Champions League, so you're just you're going to lose seven nil. You know, you don't go from beating every other team everywhere hmm. comprehensively to then losing to Man United seven nil. It was just like, ah, oh, this game is fucking ridiculous. But and they didn't have they didn't have Bruno Fernandez I'm, either. I'm, I'm complaining, but I won the league two times in a row. So it's like you can't yeah. really complain that there's a bit of shit happens against you when I think the, I think it's kind of widely known that the game is scripted for you to win you know because it's a game you're supposed to enjoy it but when you've got three people playing it where who is the one that's supposed to be enjoying it you know is it a case of if someone's if someone's winning too much does it have to peg you back a little bit to, I think the to thing allow is for the you others Joe, as well though we, well, could, because we realistically we, we should have finished first second and third right yeah it's only well, cause, because you're winning so much as well though because you're winning so much as well there's probably times where you know you're probably you've probably only lost a handful of games, so when you're losing those games, I think you're probably like pinpointing all the stuff that's going wrong a lot more. So there's probably some crappy stuff happening even when you're winning games, but you probably don't notice it as much. Yeah, but it's it's, it's the comprehensive. But they'll stick out. Those games will yeah. stick out more. Yeah, of course, they will. but I mean, it, but it's against you. It's against Dupe. And yeah, then oh yeah. It was I against understand that. Yeah. Like the other games, like I'd lost. I've lost games in the league. You know, I, have, I didn't just lose to you two. Like I, I'd lost other games and. Lost in um, in the Coppa Italia. I lost in that to Palma, and it's not you know. There's nothing in there. You're going. I've just been beaten. You know, it's it isn't every game, but it's just funny. It's this whole human versus human thing seems to be. There's issues. You know, like we were saying with the throw-ins when we've done the set piece spotlight. You know, we we've taken long throws off in our save, just because it was getting ridiculous. Like it would be every game. It's just long they throws being one, yeah. bombed. <laughs> not, not even that, but you know what I mean. It's, Dave, I mean, Dave had the, definitely had the best long throw tactic, but it was just getting ridiculous. Like if you're playing on key highlights, that's the key highlight that you're going to see. It's just literally how Mary into the penalty spot for a defender to head it at a goalkeeper or a goalkeeper to grab it, and that was you'd seeing that a lot. And we just we decided as a, as a three just to turn them off and just let the game do its thing. One thing that's probably frustrated me the most is there seems to be a cycle of like uh, a big bunch of injuries. So first season, we, I mean, I used it as almost an excuse the first season that I had a shed load. I mean, I'm talking nine, seven to nine first team players out most of the time. Dave seems to have a lot last season, if I remember rightly. You seem to have a lot of players out. Um... I'm just kind of... Am I right in thinking that Joe's nodding his head? I'm I'm pretty sure that there was a there time, was a there was a, a period where he had quite a few players out. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I'm kind of hoping that's Joe this year. <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> well, no, but you say that. But I had, you know, I had Barella yeah, out. Though. I had Martinez out. Um, 
Sanchez got injured. Who else? Up and Meccano was out. I lost my goalkeeper, didn't I, as well? Pandanovic, he, he, yeah. he got injured. He's oh, yeah, I lost mine as well, didn't I? He's retired now, yeah. Yeah, up. You had Donnarumma out, didn't you? I had that Romanian chief in that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just seems to be the injuries do seem to be a bit heightened. But again, I don't know whether that's... I mean, is that because... I think a lot of this, to me, because the game is a lot more pressure pot situation where, like, it's so tense now. You lose your game, you drop points, you're like, right, that's it. You know, it's a big uphill battle because it's you don't really see the freak results that much because it's a bit of a machine. You know, the, us we are beating the AI nine times out of ten. So maybe because of that extra bit of pressure, we are tinkering a little bit more. We are forcing a little bit more out of the players. I don't know, but it just seems to be fucking tense, and it it's the best part of the game, right? This is why network saves are so good, even we're, though they can be frustrating. We're still playing it, so it can't be that bad. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> uh, do you have any more uh, aside from the long throws are there any more like gentlemen's agreements that you have going on throughout the save I'd like to give Dave all my old players <laughs> this is what I, I was like alluding to, to. He said that. I also like to gift Dave three points so he could uh, get into the Champions League but hey we don't need to talk about that well, um, no, let's talk about that. No, we've yeah, got to talk we, about that. One because... second, can I just come back to that? Yeah. One thing I will say, obviously I did a lot of network saves with Teach and we always had the good gentleman's agreement that like, if I put uh, an initial bid in, that's it. Right, that's my player. And so, in, you know, unless he rejects me, then, then the other person go in. And I actually, I thought that was the best way to do it because it's like, it is fair, it's a gentleman's agreement. It's not. So I'm sat there <laughs> we, and we haven't agreed this, right? We haven't agreed. Like, we, we, it's all fair, love and war, you know, do what you want. So I'm sat there, I'm, I'm scrolling through. And Matt, I don't know if you know this, but I don't have much money, right? So I'm He's trying to do bargain it. bucket basement buys, right? And I find Buradu. Curti loves Buradu. So he puts a £40 million bid in for Boadu with no money. a structured, David, structured £40 million bid in. That gets £30 exacted. million up front. Yeah. <laughs> million well, I've up got front no money. And it was a pound per game. And like, I was like, brilliant, this is amazing. And then the next thing I know, Joe just drops it in chat. With, it just says, um, bid, uh, Napoli, 37.5 million. Bid, um, Inter, 37.5. Bid. Milan, I was like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> so we've all just gone in for him. None of us got him. I mean, Joe could have had him and then turned him down. So I went straight back in and now he's gone to Pierce Bloody G. Yeah. Was, was a bit harsh, that one, wasn't it? But I mean, yeah. it, I, I can understand why you'd maybe have the gentleman's agreement, but it's so much more fun when you can just screw each other over. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think we did it because of the, it was live and it was on stream. So like, it kind of stopped the, oh, he's just gone for this play. Go and try and unsettle him and stuff like that. I just think like, I'm not, if, if I see, for example, I've been, uh, I had Bernadeschi on trial with me and I've been, I've been looking at him and he was playing in some preseason training, uh, preseason friendlies. And I was going into the friendlies, I was seeing what he was, and I was quite liking what he was doing. So I was like, oh, I'm going to offer him, uh, you know, should I offer him a contract? Should I? And I see Dave offers him a contract. I'm like, well, now Dave's offered him one. This kind of forced my arm. Do I want him? Do I not? Yeah, I'll go, I'll, I'll take him. And then he goes to Dave, you know? And <laughs> he done that with me, me though, as well. He done that with me. Not, I'm, I don't moan. Like, I don't moan. I'm not moaning. What I'm saying is, I like that. That's good. That's how it should be. He, um, um, I'd been looking I'm only at Zaniolo. Go play if I want him. Yeah, I'd been looking at Zaniolo. I was like, he's going to be the replacement for Ericsson and Sanchez to playing at number ten. And then I see Dave puts a bid in. And I'm like, fuck. I wanted him like the season after. And we're going to talk about transfer strategies later. But it's kind of I've, I've had in my head when I wanted to sign him. And I see Dave went in for him, and I was like. Oh, I need to bid for him now. So I ended up having Zaniolo, Christian Eriksen, and Alexis Sanchez 
as my number 10s. I was like, I didn't really want to get him now. And Dave was like, oh, no, I didn't think I'd get him. Anyway, I just thought I'd put a bid in. You're like, <laughs> He's been good for you, though, hasn't he? He has been good I, for you. I think the only he thing we haven't good. done in terms of like the gentleman's agreement, we don't unsettle each other's players. No. Nah. That, no. That's a bit, bit, yeah, a bit arsy, isn't it? I mean, but, I, I did offer a silly bid for Theo Hernandez once he had already announced he was leaving because Dave came in for a yeah. funny bid for me. But yeah, it's not... It, it's something that we wouldn't do. One thing I will say is like it, it heightens your senses a little bit. So we're we're chatting away. We're always in a Discord call unless Dave's doing something else with his other friends. And we're you know we're chatting about <laughs> what's happening. We're friends. chatting about what's going on. And and Dave was talking about oh yeah I want to strengthen centre back and that's like my main position I wanted to send, uh, to kind of do. So Dave was like, I've just put an offer in for this guy and I'm like and like he'll say oh I've just put an offer in for a world class centre back. And I'm like. Right, let me just kind of have a little look. Yeah, you can have that one. I don't want that one. That's fine. Yeah. And then he'll go, oh, I got rejected. I've just done another one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit, I want him. Let me put a bid in. Quick, quick. Oh, fuck, he's gone to Dave. <laughs> you know, and it's just, um, it's just, it's just good. And it, it adds that extra layer to a save, to be honest. You've been saying quite often, I mean, I've been, I've been party to most of the Discord calls. And <coughs> so I've, I've heard the, oh, the net he's dead. After <laughs> someone has a bit of a moan, so, but and you always say it's not going to last more than two seasons. I mean, it's reached that point now. What are the future plans? How long is this going to last, or is it just like until you all want to kill each other? The thing for me is, and I think a lot of people might say. Uh, we, also, we are coming back to the story about last game of the season. By the way, we're not letting that we're not letting <laughs> that go without. Um, but for me, like, I honestly think Joe's going to win a lot this season, right? Um, I can't see how he, he can't. I, I mean, unless there's the, the issues that he has in May. May is his worst month. Um, but I personally think he's going to win a lot. Now, a lot of people might say, well, that's the time to turn it off. For me, that's like, well, hang on, let's knock him off the perch. And I personally don't see us ending this this season. I think we'll probably have a couple of goes at it. I don't know what Dave's like looking like. The way he, some of the signings, the thing is you look at the signings that we're doing and you go through and you can see that we're signing 17 year olds, we're signing 18 year olds, we're signing these young lads that are going to be better in the future. So we are planning for the future, right? So mm. I don't see it ending anytime soon. I just, I think the minute Victor Seaman leaves Napoli, I'm done. <laughs> I've been signing 30 year olds. I've not been signing 18 year olds. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Announce, so announce Virgil week, van Dyke. <laughs> I've no, I got some, I got some youngsters. Uh, I signed some youngsters, didn't I, from like Dortmund and Lille and stuff. But yeah, no, yeah. I, I'm I, ever since I've only really had the wall save this year, and I haven't been able to get into FM at all. And obviously, like around Christmas and early January, I just I didn't touch the game. And this now, like genuinely, I'm looking at my phone every five minutes to see when we're going to jump back on the network save because like it's it's that like. I don't want to say addictive, but it's that good at the moment because there is always that challenge. You know, you're focusing on your own team, but you can't. You're not going to walk the league every every season because you've got two of the good managers of good teams at least, and you've got Juve obviously controlled by the AI as well. Yeah, and you got Juve controlled obviously by the AI as well. And you so, got tra transfer offers coming through on the WhatsApp group chat. That was voiced as I'm driving home. You were like, oh, I might get rid of my, one of my... Joe, I'll offer you uh, this, this and this, mate. What do you think? I'll give, um, you, a, give you a cream egg. <laughs> <laughs> How do you eat yours? Um, I think, again, like it helps with... It doesn't stop when we come off, you know. It is nine times out of ten. We kind of go, fuck, is that, is that, is that half past two already? And then Joe or Dave would just go, yeah, one more? Yeah, yeah, we'll do one more then. And that turns into another one and another that one. Is, and then, that is mad though. Like the average time we're going off. Yeah, the average time we're going off is like 2 a.m. <laughs> it's 
absolutely speak. mental at the moment. So yeah. we started this on the 3rd of February. I don't know if I want to say this. Game time. Three days, 17 hours, 39 minutes. Now we did have we did have a four hour window where I had to save up and we were doing other things. So it's minus four hours off that. Um yeah. Two I'll let you do the maths. Two days, twenty hours. <laughs> no, yeah. No, more than that. If we're it's three days, seventeen hours. Oh right, sorry. And we're minus in four hours. Yeah. So if we said three Pretty days, nice. ten hours, three and a half days we've done in uh in three weeks. We've played it quite a lot. Yeah, we have played it quite a lot. Um, what was you supposed to do in fucking lockdown? Exactly. But we need, we need to have a little rewind to the end of season two and explain Dave's. Yes. Would you, know, you would you like handshake from... into the Champions League? I think you <laughs> should like explain it, it though, because I think okay. Dave will probably not tell it truthfully. Okay, I, I'll be I'll be open and honest, and, and what, I'll, I mean... I'll be the adjudicator to see how truthful <laughs> this course, was because yeah. I w- watched it. So for for the listeners at home, you can't hear this. I have I have my hand on my notebook. And I do solemnly swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. It's okay? not a fucking Bible, son. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, 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 my, it's my football manager Bible, let's put it that way. Um, so, basically, what had happened is, is the final day of the season, I can't go up, I can't, like, higher position, I can't win the league, I can't go down. I'm locked in, I'm happy. Um, and I'm playing Dave. And I said to Dave at the start of the, the, the game, I said, just watch out, because Lazio are on good form, if you don't beat me, you ain't getting in the Champions League. Oh, I'd be fine. It'll be fine. I score. Dave then scores. He gets the half time. And I'm like, Dave, right. Just, you've got to beat me, Dave. You've got to go for it. He goes, oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. 70 minutes hits. And I paused the game and I said, Dave, I'm going to do a sub. This is your one chance. I'm not offering this again. This is your one chance. Would you like me to give you a goal? And he went, oh, just, 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 I... I just do what you want. So I then put my centre backs alongside my wing backs. I put my half back up into Shadow Striker role. <laughs> I went all out attack and uh, I basically gifted him a goal. Okay. Match fixing goes hand in hand in Syria. So it's fine. What, what was the score <laughs> at the end? Uh, well, it was at the time it was one all. Dave then instantly scores. So he celebrates. And he goes, but you haven't even changed it yet. You haven't even changed it yet. The tactical so I then change shared did not my save. screen and showed that it was already changed. And then I lost 6 1 um, because I didn't change it back. Um, and, you know, Dave has been pretty gracious for it. Um, I got I got the brocade flowers, uh, the news <laughs> Mo- of his Moses, and Moses wishes he could have parted the seas as much as you parted your defense. <laughs> so, um, why so did I got, do so it? So he got Champions League? He got Champions League, and now it's fucked me up because he's got Champions League. He's got a lot of money because he's got into Champions League. He's got Cristiano he's, Ronaldo. He's signed two players I wanted to sign. So, yes. Um, do I regret it? A little bit. The, be- the best thing was that Le- Rafael Leao scored a hat-trick on the last day of the season. And I've just sold, him, I just sold him for 85 million. Yeah, and I bet exactly. you I wouldn't have got that money for, if he didn't score a hat-trick that game. No, but he terrorised <laughs> me on the two games I played against. The three games yeah. I played against Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he did well against, against me as well, yeah. So actually, it was it was just a, a hundred IQ that was. Um, look, it's it, you know, Dave, you know, yeah. bringing the game into disrepute, <laughs> gents. Can't Dave uh, reload, but he can influence. Influence. <laughs> I, I want no, how no, to cheat and influence people. I, what I wanted to say, I'll be open and honest. Like I said, it was one or twenty minutes to go. I wanted to know what would happen if you had no centre backs. 
I wanted to play, you know, like Foxy in the in the streamer showdown has gone, uh, gone strikerless. I decided to go centre backless. Um, um, yeah, without centre backs, uh, with no defence at all. So, it you know, it didn't it didn't go to plan. It was a fucking car crash. So, yeah, I won't do that again. But congratulations, Dave. Thank you. Respect. Yeah. Do we uh, do we Are talk you... about our trans uh, season three signings? Seeing as we like just yeah, about let's, to start yeah. the season properly, let's boast. I think so. Let's do. I it. mean, I I probably probably should just tell you mine very quickly uh, because you don't have any money. Shock. I don't have any money. Um, <laughs> so I did a couple of signings in the summer, uh, in the winter. Sorry, I got Usman Dembele on free, Wenduzi, and I've got Lodi uh, confirmed. Um, and then twenty-seven bought... million, wasn't he? Uh, 23 and a half structured. Oh, okay. Sorry, structured. Mate, yeah. <laughs> structured. Structured. Everything's structured. Um, I just put it on the credit card, like the Lujo. Um, I bought a centre back in. I'm, I'm going to butcher names here. I bought a centre back in. Uh, it's, what is it? Mancini, isn't it? Yeah. From Roma. Uh, good good centre back. Um, He's good. 45 million. I paid for him. Structured. 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 Yeah, structured. Yeah. structured. Heavily, heavily structured. 45. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, and then I brought in um, Gonzalo Montel from River Plate, the right back, as a, as a backup right back. How much? How much? Ten, ten million structured. Um, <laughs> I think we could we could take structured as a given at this point. Yeah. Okay. Well, how I do you structure me... ten million? Is it like two uh, million over five years or whatever? Nope, it's two and a half million up front, uh, and then if he plays fifty games, I give him a one point five million. If he we win the Champions League, I give him six million. <laughs> <laughs> League. Oh, um, and then I bought Pedro could, in. To be honest, you'd throw it anyway, yeah. just so yeah. you didn't have to pay it. I'm not. I am not that inclined. Do the defender um, experiment. <laughs> I, I brought in a chap called Pedro um, <clears throat> from from Brazil. Um, very good average. Yeah, you know, he's just an average, well versed striker. Can play advanced forward. Can play pressing forward. I play advanced forward. I play pressing forward. So he can kind of cover for both. As I don't have a third striker, so he's. He's my third striker. Um, Castrovilli's gone. He wanted to leave. Nandez is gone. He wanted to leave. Um, the Lorenzo wanted to leave. He's gone. I've also got uh, bids in for one of my defenders. Uh, Milinkovic. I'm butchering names. And the, uh, 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 Bakari Sumer wants to leave. Because uh, I don't play them enough. I don't rotate because we didn't have very good squad depth. And then I've got this uh, Polish uh, Mizala, 28 years of age. Uh, Zielinski. Zielinski. Yeah. I was just about to say that. You took that right oh, off sorry, my tongue. Um, he's very 27 million. Last season, very, very, very well. One of my top performers, in my opinion. Um, 15 assists he, he produced from Mizala last year. And United come in for 11 million for him. And I'm like, it's just a piss take. Instant reject. They then came in for something like 69 million. It was quite a lot. And I went, oh, yeah, everyone's got a price. Take him. And he snubbed them. The bastard. Because I had so much other things I wanted to do. Um, so he he's probably going to be out of the door. Memphis Depay is obviously is out as well. 50 million to Benfica. So I've I have got money, but it's on a promise. And I'm just waiting for these deals to go through. <coughs> and then I can start spending some money because I haven't spent any yet. Are there? That's mine. Yeah, I've um, I've not obviously I signed Bruno Fernandez in the January of last season, so that was a really big marquee signing. 
uh, and he was okay, but I think we just needed to change system, and which is what I've done for season three and tried to build around him, really. So, like I said earlier, I sold Rafael Liao, who was pretty good. He was my top goal scorer last season, to be fair. Um, but a big bid came in for him from Liverpool. Got £85 million for him uh, with a, a, a bit of a percentage uh, if he moves on. Um, the players I've signed this window are Namdi Collins from Dortmund. He's a youngster, so he probably won't play much first-team football, but... He looks a, a, a bit of a beast, to be fair. Did you sign him on your save, Matt, as well? I did. In the end. I had to him. him into a right back because he's quick as fuck. I had him at Villa, Dave. Yeah. And did you play him? He, oh, every game. I had him like third season, I think. Um, I was at Villa, not, not at AC. Yeah. But, um, he turned out to be a beast. He was the one that I wanted to get. He... The only issue I think I've got with him on, on this save is that I'd assume his determination is random in game. So I know yes, on Max it's slightly bigger. Yeah. So mine's low. Uh, but for obviously for the listeners, this is an 18 year old centre back with 18 acceleration, 17 pace, 18, uh, 16 tackling, 17 passing. He's all right mentally as well. Um, and he's six foot two. So yeah, he's, he's going to be my second team. I signed another lad from Lille, uh, Nathan Waii Kiala who's a young French centre mid. He's gone out on loan to Werder Bremen, but I think next season he could be really, really good. And then the first team signings, uh, I needed a centre-half, or I felt I did, but defensively, I think I've had the best defence the last two seasons in the league, but yeah. we we weren't scoring enough. I was playing quite a defensive formation, and I thought if I'm going to go more attacking this season, I need to bolster the defence. So uh, Clement Lenglet came in from Barca for just under £40 million. Um, With the Rafael Leal money, I splashed it out on Ansu Fati. So that was 85 million structured up to 115 million. Um, like D- Dupe said earlier, Federico Bernadeschi came in. He's just going to be a backup right winger. And Joe made a joke actually about me signing Arturo Vidal, who's his old cast off. I actually went I went and did it in the end because <laughs> I could get him on a free transfer as a backup on a decent wage. Marco Asensio is coming on loan from Real Madrid. And uh, the big man, Cristiano Ronaldo, on a free transfer. He was someone I was chasing for ages, but he just wanted ridiculous uh, demands. I thought, you know what, I'm going to leave it till the start of the season. A game was played and he basically halved his demands. So I've got him for about 200, just over 200 grand a week, which is pretty decent. So I'm happy with that. You had, um, you had Zlatan on, what was it? Oh so my God, yeah. Was he like, well, he was 49 and he had him on like 450 million a week or something. Zlatan, I had him first season. He started really well. And then like second half of that first season, he was so quiet. just didn't contribute. And when he was doing well, I signed him to another year and he was on 185 grand a week. So second season, I barely played him. And it's a four, I've got a four-year-old on 185 grand a week. So fortunately, he's retired, and well, not fortunately, but he, he, we, you know, we let him go, and he retired, and that was like two hundred grand more or less back straight away. So, uh, and who did I? I nine goal in that assigned from Joe. He was on about hundred grand a week. Kolarov like, as well. It's three seasons that you've had Kolarov off me, Nangolan, and now you've got Vidal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, just signing the castoffs. Do you a job that made didn't Mm-hmm. I think Joe's done the the biggest business in your Big time, sort of third yeah. summer transfer. Leave back. If you are <laughs> out walking, if you are in your car, probably the best to pull over, <laughs> sit down because this is impressive. Well, to be fair, it hasn't actually cost me much money because I reduced the wage bill from like 
what was it, 900 grand I had in my wage budget because I just got rid of all of the, the fringe players that are paid excessive money. I sold a lot of players. So all the players that have come in, it's kind of, it hasn't really cost the club. I've, I've got more money in the bank. I've got more money in the bank now than I had kind of when we started. So in, in a way, I'm kind of looking at it and going, well, it's, it's all positive transfers. But going out this season, um, Lautaro Martinez had to leave. He's in his last year of his contract. He hasn't wanted to sign a contract since day one um, because he's had interest from all the top clubs. So he actually, want, in his um, information, it said he wants to play for Barcelona. But Barcelona never actually came in for him. Um, Arsenal came in for him a couple of times. PSG came in for him and he rejected PSG. Uh, and he's ended up signing for Chelsea for £85 million. So he went. I'd sold Skriniar the year before to Man United for like just over £100 million. Um, so he'd gone. Bastoni had been wanted all year, and again because I'd rejected it, I think it was Bar- he went to Barcelona. But I'd said basically if he if he could get if they bid eighty five million, I'd let him go for eighty five million, and they paid eighty five million, not structured. Um, so I, I had a lot of money to spend. Um, Handanovic, um, and I know we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit more in, in the spotlight. But Handanovic was retiring, so I had to obviously get another goalkeeper I've ended up with um, Onana from Ajax um, I've strengthened the centre-halves as Bastoni had gone I thought you know I've lost lost a really you know important player there so I thought I'd just sign Virgil van Dijk from Liverpool um, and you know because I was a little bit concerned about the cover so I signed Ruben Diaz as well so now I've got <laughs> De Vries Upper Meccano Eric Garcia um, Kamara van Dijk <coughs> And Ruben Diaz, so I think I'm pretty stacked at centre half. Um, See, that'd be really bad if you were playing my system of defenderless. Yeah. By the way, yeah, I, well, I did. I did <laughs> think that I was like, when I download that, I'm going to be screwed. Um, <laughs> central midfield, obviously, what we're saying. I'd been playing Otto Vidal um, in centre mid, and his contract was expiring. And another one, he's like, he's old, got paid a lot of money, and I thought, you know, now's the time to just let him go. If I sign him up. He'll want a minimum of two years. He'll then be like 37 or whatever. And I was like, I'm not, not keen for that. So I replaced him um, with Dupes boy, Renato Sanchez. So he's come in. So I've got basically my central midfield at the moment, um, like four players for the two positions. I've got Barella and Sanchez playing on one side. Then I've got Camavinga and Sensi as the other two. I might look to bring a future prospect in to join that midfield up just to see because Barella's still he's only 24 but he's he's a worldie um, and obviously we, we know Camavinga is just like you know he's a beast and he could be in that central midfield for a long time so that's that's pretty cool um, number 10s I thought the dog shagger was actually going out of contract because I saw an inbox <laughs> item and it turns out he's actually got another year on him so I've ended up with three number 10s again um, but it's not not too bad I, I've signed one for the future you know I, you might have heard of him, Jao Felix, for 130 million. Um, structured, just just getting. Uh, I think it was structured, dude. Yeah, I think I think I paid about 90 million up front um, <laughs> with some add-ons. <clears throat> um, and yeah, the the I wanted to sign Harland. Um, he he's always been. I've kind of I've had, and again we're going to talk about this later on about how we do things. But I'd had Harland in mind. I was like one of Lukaku or Martinez is going to go, and I wanted to get Harland in. Um, but he chose to go to Man United over me. Um, we, we agreed contracts, done everything, but he picked Man United over me. Um, so at the moment, I'm going to be running with Lukaku and Esposito up front. 
Esposito had a really good second season when Martinez was out. Um, I did Spurs did bid sixty million for him, which I did accept, but he turned them down. So he's staying for life now. He's rejected them rent boys. Um, and I signed one of the boys from from Holland. That I had Don Daniel Marlon. Um, I had got him for Baradu, like Doop said. Um, at the time, I was like, I wasn't sure if Martinez was going to go, so I didn't accept that. When when we'd kind of agreed the contract, he wanted like two hundred grand. I was like, I don't think he's a two hundred grand a week striker. So he ended up going to PSG. So I signed Marlon, um, and I think he's on about eighty grand. But it's Inter, and everyone eighty grand is like what the cleaners on. So um, it's, it's mad. Sorry, Joe, just to interrupt. When we were going for Baradu, I had a contract agreed for fifty three thousand pound a week. Dave had a contract agreed for something very similar. And he wanted 200 bags from me, yeah. And he wanted 200 bags from you. It was something something like that, to be fair. It was crazy. He was, was, yeah. I mean, everybody that wants to sign. I mean, I had... um, Barella was on like 80 grand a week, I think. He wanted a new contract, 250 grand a week. Um, There was somebody else as well. I can't remember who it was. It might have been DeVry, a similar thing. Like, they just... They go from 80 to 200 plus. And I was saying to you guys last night, like, we started the league, we played two games... I think I've won four nil and seven nil, so I've had two clean sheets. Those clean sheet bonuses probably cost me three million pound a game. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous, but no, it's been. I mean, Which is- I'm fairly satisfied with my my dealings. I've got one just before we recorded the pod here. Um, I've just put one in because Perisic has decided that he doesn't want to play back up to Guerrero anymore. So I've got one bid in there. Um, so that will be. Hopefully, that will go through. And as I say, I might get a central midfielder in just before the window goes. I've only got about 80 million left in my transfer budget, so I need to be a bit careful. <laughs> only. only 80. Yeah. Mm. That's, that's more than my entire budget that I get. I think mm. probably more than the combined budget for the past two seasons that I've had. So I'm not thanks. a wheeler dealer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does perfectly move us on to our spotlight this week. Thursday nights, or our Thursday nights, are normally reserved for pod recording, but after a quick streamer showdown meeting, we spent the rest of the evening playing FM during the summer transfer window, uh, talking about who we wanted and who we could get, and dupe, having no money, yet bidding £40 million (laughs) for strikers, as we've very heavily referenced already in the first section of the pod. Structured. Uh, but it did lead us on to a spotlight discussion on uh, transfer strategies. So we've spoken a lot about preparation on previous podcasts. So I'll start with Dave, who I have no doubt is a reactionary wheeler dealer, uh, to tell us how you deal with recruitment or how he deals with recruitment. Uh, I don't. I don't know if I'm that reactionary. I probably am sometimes, but no. I the way I I look. Can at I just it, I think, can I just stop you there? I need a centre back. I've just put a bid in for a striker. I've, I've just bought Fatty. <laughs> I haven't bought a centre back yet. Two seasons in a row that yeah, happened. Two seasons in a row. I yeah, can attest to true. that. I, to be fair, last it was actually last Sunday, I remember. I talked myself out of signing Bruno Fernandes and then we jumped on the network save and the first thing I did was sign Bruno Fernandes. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Hard no, I mean, head. Yeah, in terms of actually sort of approaching and looking at and signing players, I mean, it's pretty obvious when you're a manager of, of a team or, you know, you're at least a season in, it's pretty obvious the areas that you want to improve or the areas that you don't really like in that team. So I think that's always a good place to sort of look at. Um, I, I, 
obviously the scouting missions that your scouts and chief scouts are on are always helpful because they always pop up your inbox now and then and obviously being in the network save you've got a little bit more time sometimes to look at little bits like that so I do have a, a gander at a lot of those and if there's a player that has a couple of attributes that stand out and I like the look of I'll obviously look further into them but the one thing I'd recommend, and if you don't do it, I don't know what you're doing, is asking agent for availability. And I know we had a discussion about this a couple of days ago. Uh, I know Matt brought it up, but it, that that is, and I don't know if you can class it as broken or just like a really useful it's tool. A bit of a cheat code. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, asking the player's agent if if they've got one, because there are some that don't. But asking the player's avail- uh, agent for the availability if they're interested, you're going to get the wage and what sort of price the club are going to be asking for um and if i like the look of that if they're interested i like the look of that i'll take it further i'll get them scouted further if they're not scouted enough already and just go from there really but um that agent tool i've found some serious deals the one that sticks out of my head in particular was uh, not on the save to be fair it was on the wolves one uh when i signed angelino from manchester city the left back uh, I think he was valued about £30 million. I asked the agent and City were looking between 10 and 15. It was mad. Uh, but I wouldn't I wouldn't have known that unless uh, unless I asked the question, really. He wasn't transfer listed or anything. Um, so that, that that's really how, how I do it. I asked the agent first. If I like the look of what I see, I'll get it scouted a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't tend to... There are some when I make, you know, I talk myself out of deals or sign stupid players, but there's normally some sort of plan behind each of my transfers. But you ain't a wheelie dealer though. No, obviously. not a fucking um, wheelie dealer, right? <laughs> one of one of my or one of the things I've noticed with using that ask agent availability is that sometimes the agent will like what they've Leak said it. that they they'll they'll lock it in. In so like in the oh. promises. So if they've said they want to have like be an important first team player or they want to play in a particular position, you then it, yeah. can't go and change those positions if they suggest it doesn't happen all the time, but some of them do, which can be a bit problematic because I've had two transfers that I've I've sort of scouted them and it's come back with a pretty washy figure for transfer fee and wage, and then I've ended up having to or end up having like I'll strengthen the attackers for two players. And yeah. it's like, I wasn't planning on doing that. So I've had to then have unhappy people to then try and repair that. Um, one of which I'm still trying to repair, which is a bit annoying. Um, in terms of how I've sort of, I'm I'm now in the third season of the Bournemouth save that we referenced on last week's pod. And this is the first transfer window where I felt I could have, I, I was a bit more structured and a bit more planned. I went in with an idea of how I'm I'm playing tactically, which enabled me to structure and focus my targets of where I needed to strengthen. And I'm actually like a window ahead now with where I want to sign in the next player. So I've strengthened every area that I needed to strengthen. And now I'm focusing, like I've got a few players that are sort of getting older in the right back position that I'm now focusing on. Um, but until that, I was pretty reactionary because it was more down to, I don't know how much money I'm going to have or I'm going to have to sell before I can buy. Um, and also I'm, I'm, I found that even if I'm going for one known wonder kids or good players even if I can get a bit accepted they, they're not interested in joining Bournemouth strangely enough because no one wants to play in a less than 12,000 seater stadium imagine my shock did you get your stadium move in the end I cancelled it so up the ticks <laughs> <laughs> I, the fact I, the fact that I don't know why that I mean this is a massive tangent but who cares I don't know how that is allowed because it contravenes Premier League rules 
Like pre- yeah. minimum capacity for the Premier League is twelve and a half thousand, and the Vitality Stadium, Dean Court or whatever the fuck you want to call it, <laughs> is uh, is eleven and a half on a good day. So massive, day. massive <laughs> illegals, basically. Um, so Joseph, I guess you're the most well versed in the pursuit of players, um, and you're probably the most well planned everyone admires your handwriting when going about <laughs> sort of who you're who you're planning to get in for certain positions and what have you um does yours differ at all have you how many like transfer windows have, have you usually planned in advance with who you're targeting i normally have i mean we've spoken about this millions of times on the pod i normally have two players for every position so you have a first team player and then you have a very good player that's going to replace them as their next up. I'll then try and have someone in the in the reserves slash youth team that I think could step up once that player's sold and then I'll have a transfer target that I'll have in mind if they've if they've been sold. So I've kind of always got that lined up in anticipation. If someone's got sold, I know the, their replacement can immediately step in as a backup and then I'll have a youth team player that could be their re- replacement and then at the transfer target for when the window is open. But what I found with this network save especially is the Wednesday Saturday fixtures. It seems to be quite a lot for fitness. Um, you get a lot of players needing to be rested and things like that. So instead of having like your a first team player and a, a good reserve, it's like you need two first team players for each position because as soon as you need to do that rotation, like because there's no let up from the other two. Like if you play a rotated side. And you lose, like you've lost ground to one of the other two. So everybody, you've got you've got to sign the best you can for for two positions. But I'd obviously with Inter, I'd identify straight away. I was like, right, Handanovic is going to get two seasons out of him, and then he's he's going to be done. He'd already kind of um, in his information had said when he was planning on retiring, etc. So I was like, well, there's only one player that I want to replace him with, and that's Jan Oblak. Now they, these boys will agree with me when every news feed article will come up with going. Oblet's been watched by a scout. Oblet's been watched by a chief scout. Oblet's been watched by an assistant yeah. manager. Oblet's been watched by me. You know, and it was literally for two years I'd been pursuing him. Just and you know, he was like, "Can't wait to move to Inter. It'd be my dream move. Can't wait to a transfer as agreed." I'm thinking, well, this is you know, he's got a release clause. He's going to cost me a lot of money, but there's only a handful of like world class goalkeepers, and you know, Dave's got Donnarumma, so he's got one of them. Um, you know, you've got Man City, Liverpool. And Milan, Barcelona, maybe Bayern Munich, like the teams with world-class goalkeepers. So it's like, if I'm going to go for someone, it needs to be world-class. So I was like, it's all black all the way. No questions asked. Right, saved all my money up, got my pennies, no structured deals, going straight in for the release clause, which I think was 122 million. I can't remember off the top of my head now. But, I, you know, wasn't a problem. I know what I'm buying. I know what it's going to cost me. Go in, bids accepted. Comes back, yep, willing to sign a contract, £550,000 a week, £100,000 clean sheet bonus, 100000 appearance. And I'm like, are you having a giraffe? Right. And didn't matter how much negotiating I've done on the contract, I'm like, there, you could be, you could fill that goal and I wouldn't be giving you half a million pound a week to play in goal. You're a goalkeeper, you know. And I had to walk away from it. It absolutely devastated me because I literally, I'd planned. He it was the only target I had to make that summer. Unless players were sold, I, I didn't need to sign anybody else. So I've ended up buying an Onana from Ajax. It was not as good. Um, 
but he will do a job. And now it's like the hunt's on because they're unless you're going to sign, you know, Edison, Addison to stay, and you know, Dave's not Dave's not going to sell me Donnarumma. So it's like there's no other world class goalkeepers out there that are ready to kind of step up and do it. So Anana's going to have to do for now. Um, and then other than that, I'd obviously I'd planned for Martinez and Lukaku if they were sold. But I would definitely be going. I, I pretty much I've written down Haaland and then Buadu and, and Daniel Marlon as the three players that I'd want to replace those two with. So that was set up. So I've got, I've got one of those to replace at the moment. Um, and then, as I say, the only other one that we spoke about earlier was um, Zaniola. That he was planned for a second season signing, but because Dave went in first season, I ended up buying him in the first season. So I basically bought his transfer forward. So yeah, I've I've always got it planned, and you know we we talk about it a lot. Notepads, Surface Pros, you know whatever that fucking thing's called you've got now, Matt. Um, you know having having something to just jot down what your plans are for me just makes it go right. I know where this save's going, so. Although you can be enjoying it where it is, or it could be pissing you off where it is, in your mind you're like, "This is what, this is what the future is going to look like. We're going to end up with these players." And obviously, this summer, because the old black deal didn't go through, um, I've got like 150 million in the bank because I'd been selling players and not buying anybody because I had to raise the capital to be able to go out and get old black. Which then I went, Do you know what? Fuck it, I'm going to strengthen my defence. I'm going to strengthen. Yeah, I've I've bought other players to come in and just kind of go, well, I'm just going to strengthen the squad. So I've got two first team players in each position. I do admire your very, I think, Germanic approach to squad building in that sort of you've got, you know, you're too deep for every position and you've always got someone to step in. And that is very much how the, at least the lower Bundesliga teams uh, approach things sort of when they've got the sharks of, of Bayern et al circling mm. around their better players. They're not fearful of it. It's always sort of part of the part of the plan. That came about because of Meccano's move uh, to, or impending move now to, to Bayern. Um, I guess that moves on to unplanned departures though, which, I mean, aside from Joe, gonna be, he's going to be absolutely raging when someone inevitably signs a black underneath him and for less he's than dead. half. He's dead to me now. <laughs> but so when it comes to say like deadline day I think uh, both Dupe and Dave have had a few late bids come in for players and it's been to the point where it's been big money and it's maybe a player they were looking to sell anyway or maybe not but it's so much money that they could reinvest maybe in the next window but how do you how do you cope with those unexpected departures Mr Dupe we'll go with you I'm very soft, Matt. Um, if somebody comes to me and say they want to leave or they don't want to be here, that can help. Sorry, got some pills that can help. Horrendous. <laughs> Horrendous. Yeah. yeah, ten out of ten would take again. Um, yeah, I I'm very soft, Matt. Uh, or semi now. Um, and <laughs> want some more. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Okay, Matt. I'm very soft. Um, if somebody comes to me and they say I want to leave, I just let them go. I do, I don't want to. We spoke about morale last week. For me, it's very tough to keep a strong knit team, and and if you've got people that don't want to be here, just get just go. Now, I don't mind selling players, and everyone's every one of my players in my squad has a price. I have a price in my mind that if somebody came to me, whether it was structured or not structured, and I got a certain amount of money, 
they're gone because I'm unfortunately I'm not sat at the top of the perch. I, I do need to rotate my squad quite a lot through and trying to invest that money back in. The thing that frustrates the hell out of me, Matthew, is when you have all the summer, all summer to try and sign my players and nobody's interested. And I have no money, so I can't bring in new players. I have to sell before I can buy. And then all the good players are gone. You know, at that top table of the buffet, the good players are being plucked out. And then we've, we've played a couple of games and now people are coming in and the unexpected bids are coming in for players. And I'm like, well, I had planned who to bring in, but he's gone, he's gone, he's gone. And I'm now on my fourth choice centre-back or I'm on my fifth choice right-back. And that for me is the hardest part. I, I do like to run a smaller squad. I like to run a younger squad. Um, and they can be quite... You know, I've had a lot of injuries, so I, it's very difficult for me to not just let that money sit in the bank and get somebody in next season. I have to find that I do kind of push to go and get somebody there and then. And uh, I think that may have been my downfall when you look at some of my outs this year, when you look at those players that I have brought in that I am already shipping out because, A, I haven't played them enough because I've brought them in and I maybe kind of promised them a bit more because our reputation isn't as high. But, yeah, I don't think I have planned my transfers brilliantly however i have bought some absolute gems in so i'm not overly bothered but i just think I've, I've been a bit flustered on this one and a lot of people have come in right at the end for my players and it's just frustrated me i can see the man outside my window and the, he's getting poked in the ear with the purple dildo you know that, <laughs> that is a sort of kind of transfer deadline day is I, I can see the sun go down i can see the moon come up it's it's not good matt see i remember uh, i think was it? I think it must have been leading into season two, or maybe it was a January January window where Joe had nearly fucked himself <laughs> because he was waiting for a deal to come through. Who was it for? Was it? Uh, that was it. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, I you was... had to sort of be a bit strategic with things. Well, it's something because I don't leave my transfers till transfer deadline day. I, I never have done, and it was like I was like this deal. Scrinyar had gone, and I was like, well, Upper Makano can come in and replace him. Oh yeah, and it was like Doom's like. You can just ask to confirm the transfer, and I was like, either didn't know or totally forgot about that because I don't, I don't leave it to chance. Normally, my transfers just go through early doors. I'm like crapping myself, going, "I've oh, let Screenyard go. I, I'm going to be short of a centre half." And you're like, "Just go, go to transfer status, ask for confirmation." And I was like, "Genius!" So that might help somebody out. You know, normally when we put a little tip out, uh, someone messages us going, "I didn't know you could do that. Thank you very much." Uh, it, it's it's very good. I think Dave referenced it too. That it, if you go into your transfer center and you just write you right click them, ask for confirmation, and it, it immediately it comes up. Um, it doesn't happen for everyone though, right? I think it's if you have to like adjust the budgets or whatnot, it it won't work. But if you have enough money in the bank and you haven't got to fiddle your funds, it will. It you know it, it's it's a really good idea because you. You can sell somebody, delay one for a week, sell somebody, and then two days later, right, get that guy in before the big a, a game or whatnot. So, yeah, it's a it's a good point to bring up. Excellent. Well, we've we've chatted quite a lot about. Um, It'll be a twenty five minute pod. This one. Great. It was, yeah. <laughs> it was. It was. We said that. Now we're all half asleep. But the um, thing is, you can. This is why this network say for us or for me anyway. It's just going to go on and on and on because. It's really enjoyable to play, and we can't. You, you can't shut us up about it. I've enjoyed being uh, witness to it all as well. It's been oh, the it's emotions, been, mate! It's amazing. It's been great. I've, I've, I've 
I've seen more of a salty side to you do than like I I watched quite a lot of your network saves with Teach and you never got like you do with these two and it it's <laughs> like when you're losing it's like fuck me someone really didn't just piss in the cornflakes they entered the valves into them we know every result has like matters so much but yeah. we all give it out and we can all take it I think the three of us so. I, I think for me like I think to be honest I. It, when I was in with doing the network stage with Teach, everybody was bigging up Teach, saying he's 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 the, you know he's great at the game, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So for me, it was always oh, I'm just gonna be second fiddle. That's fine. I've improved massively, in my opinion. I've stumbled upon upon quite a good little system, and I'm like, I think I could kind of go go with these guys. So I think that for me is why it frustrates me the most when like something just doesn't go right, and it's just like. Oh, and the worst bit about it is, is like that you, that you'll concede a last minute goal. It will be a draw, and you'll come out, and then you just see everyone's quiet. You go on to the, the like the you hit continue, and then the results come up. It's like, oh, okay, so you won six 0 and you own eight 0 Brilliant. Okay, thanks guys. Uh, I'm gonna go on mute for an hour and a half now. See you later. <laughs> I'm gonna go cry now. Yeah. It's also that one where you just just so you can put the little nail in. It's like it will flash up in the corner. It'll be like uh, into nil Palmer one. You'll be like. What's the score, Joe? How's it going on? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I do I do wonder if it, this needs to be opened up to a, a wider audience, maybe in the Discord once a week, so they can all witness some of the bigger matches, maybe, as a watch-along. Because it's, it's been... It's certainly reignited my interest in playing FM, and like, even though I'm playing my own save completely away from it, it's been nice to be like hear the conversations some of them may not be so broadcastable but. Yeah, say, you, you can only join that chat if you have no moral compass I think also maybe you can only join it when when wolves are playing because i think the main person then isn't here so yeah, exactly yeah that's right yikes anyway i'm not i'm not biting that was the best one when joe was winding up he's like guys i'm not gonna bite but um straight like, away yeah, you're biting, bite you're biting. <laughs> Anyway, we'll uh, we'll we'll knock on that. no quiz again this week um, because we've gone on for long enough. Um, but uh, hopefully, once Curtis won the Champions League with Villa, he'll be back and uh, <laughs> we can get an update finally from from that save as well. Anyway, that does bring us to uh, the end of podcast one hundred eighty three. I nearly said five. Then too ahead of myself. Uh, you can find the links for each of us, the Five Star Pod Twitter account, and Weestrom FM Discord server in the podcast description, or by visiting weestromfm.com, where you can also catch the next uh, edition of the Dubbed or the Dubbed the Next, which is focusing on Raoul. Uh, five Star Potential is available on iTunes, Spotify, and most other popular podcast apps and platforms. The new podcast released every week. Thank you all for listening. There will be more from us next week. Say goodbye, folks. Bye, folks. Bye, folks. Bye, folks. Bye, folks. Bye, folks. Bye, folks.